All right, live from J. Root Radio Studios in New York. This is Moishi Gruffalo on the Kishroni Hour. I'm right here. And yes, uh, for those who see me on Facebook, on uh, on uh, the video right there and right there. Um. Anyways, this is Moishi Gruffalo, and I'm here with Nisim on J. Root Radio. You know our motto, no talent rejected, no child refused. To participate, call 718-683-5858 or text in 347-927-8398. We want to know this week what you want to know. What are you dressing up like? I know somebody's going to be a beekeeper. Yeah, that's me. Ah, Barra, I knew that's going to be you. And uh, I know somebody's going to be a beer. Yeah, that's me. Barrel, you can't be two things at once. Um, anyways, we asked a question last week. What was the question? Oh, Schmelke's not here, so you have to interrupt every time, Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's... Uh, I wasn't expecting you to answer every question. Okay. Anyways, here's the question. What was written on the stones on the shoulders of the ephod? The cutting godel had two stones on the ephod. That were on the shoulders, and we want to know what was there. And the answer is the name of the Shvatim. Well, this week's partial question One, does the Torah allow bringing a bread carbon? Then the question is when does the Torah allow bringing a bread carbon? The answer will be in the next show. And uh, if you know the answer, you can text it in 347-927-3279. And you can text in, of course, your Mazel Tovs here or right here at 347-927-8398 or at my uh, number. Um, I want to ask everybody, if you are ready for perm, well, if you are ready for perm, so am I. Because as you can see, I am wearing my perm tie. And I'm all ready for Purim. And I'm waiting for you kids to call up. And as soon as you call, we'll take your calls. You could call by 718-683-5858. What is your Purim theme? What what type of Purim you're going to have? Are you inviting Bakram over? Don't invite any Bakram over. They drink too much. Beryl, that's not nice. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well... I have some reporting to do about Jewish music. Ari Goldwag. About you for your Jewish music, whoever, yeah. Tonight, report about tonight. Tonight? Dalia, yeah. Dalia music. Is... Oh, oh. oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. This is, um, this is first of all, Jerry Fredo. Nisa, what is happening tonight? You know, tonight I, I small, don't even know what's happening tonight. I would say small concerts here in Jerry's radio and Jerry's studio. And, and everybody uh, is invited right and, here. Yes, correct. How are you going to fit everybody in this room? We we not we we're, <laughs> we're doing it outside. Bezada Shem. We'll All right, we're going to have a big, huge uh, kumzets and uh, Gedalia. He's a songwriter, and we un unfortunately I don't know his last name, so I can't even tell you his last name. But if you attend, we're located at ten o two Quentin Road, on the third floor, the back office. And any clear instructions than that? You have to text that. 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. And mm. you just... And if you want to sing alone, you bring your guitar, you bring your uh, instrument, we can be a great, great uh, opportunity. Yeah, so if you're, uh, you're, if you're love to sing, this is a great time to come in. And unfortunately, I won't be able to interview you. But, you know, later on in... The, you know, Gedalia, this new person, Gedalia, he's going to be able to interview singers as well. So I won't be the only lonely one uh, interviewing singers. Uh, I want to uh, say uh, uh, consultation to uh, Yoeli Carr on the loss of his... Uh, uh, on the loss... on his loss of the father. Nisa, what, what did he lose? No, mother, mother. He so, lost no, his no, mother... No, no, no. So, uh, uh, yeah, we are participating with this uh, morning, and uh, we just uh, I just came over from Ishiba, yeah, and so, he just uh, go. Right. You can say to him, so, so, uh, you know, if you want to go to the Sheba, it's 1383 
Ocean Parkway, 1383 Ocean Parkway. Yolikar will gladly see you. Right. So, yeah, Yolikar was one of our hosts, uh, and he unfortunately doesn't give the show anymore because he got very busy. And, uh, and unfortunately, it was part of his uh, mother's sickness, wasn't right. it? Right. He had to take care of his parents. Right. And uh, so, you know, so we uh, we pay uh, Karza Taif, and uh, we appreciated the show. And if you did appreciate his shows, then you can uh, go be Menachem him. He's getting up. Uh, what day is he getting up, Nisim? Monday. He's getting up Monday morning. So, so we're talking about Sunday. You uh, could go on Sunday yeah, or you yeah. could go tomorrow morning. Yeah. 1383 Ocean Parkway. Anyways, I want to report right here. Ari Goldwag is back with another fun and inspiring video featuring the song Hafachta. 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 I'm sorry, I can't pronounce it right. Hafachta. It's turn over. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, and you have Rev. Mordechai Gottlieb album, Golubiyadea, which was released. Yiddish Adaris. And the Yiddish Adaris released new single from Moshe Ayomi Rosenbaum. And, well, if you want to call in, now is a good time. We are taking your calls right now. Your calls right now for uh, what are you going to be dressed up like? Are you going to dress up like a bear? Like Beryl is? Oh, I'm not dressing up like a bear. Oh, no, you're not dressing up like a bear. You told me you're dressing up like a bumblebee. So who's dressing up as a bear? Schmokey is. Oh, yeah, well, I know somebody's going to be a beekeeper, so if you're going to be a bee, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, who's being the bee? Oh, I don't know. Okay, good. All right. I need some any calls? Not yet. Not yet? Not All right. Yet. Text, so if, if you, you want to text us also, 347-927-8398. So if you, uh, if you kids call in tonight, we are going to take your calls tonight on uh, Kishwani Hour. Uh, what do you want to be on Purim? And uh, we're looking forward. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get back to the program here. A nice story about... And you're going to win a CD, you know? You're going to win a CD if you want. You know, just uh, we can have CDs here. You can get... Right. Uh, if you want to participate in the raffle uh, of CD, just give us a call. And uh, I think, okay, we'll make the raffle later. Right. <laughs> okay, thank you, Nisim. Uh, well... A Purim Secret, this is the title of this story. Nisan was a very wealthy person who lived in Yargen. What's Yargen? Well, I'm about to say what Yargen is. Yargen is a small town near Pressburg. Uh, where's Pressburg? Well, Pressburg was the capital of the city of Slovakia. Slovakia. That's an interesting place. That was an old timer. Yeah, that was an old time, right. Well, when he was younger, he was a student of the famous Pressburg Yeshiva. How famous was it? I don't know. I wasn't around in those days. Oh, can you get me a time machine? No, I can't get you a time machine. Come on. Hey, Beryl, any more questions? Yeah. Uh, can I read? No, Beryl, you can't read. <laughs> this is my story, and I'm going to say it. Okay, then I'm going to let you say it. Well, he and his wife. Who? Uh, what do you mean, who? I just said who. Neeson. Neeson? No, not Nisim. Nisan. Oh, Nisan, the month. Yeah, the month, right. Well, Nisan and his wife were already married for many years, but he, they didn't have kids yet. Oh, that seems like somebody, uh, some people I know, unfortunately, they don't have kids. Yeah, well, they should have kids. Bezat Hashem. Well, when finally a son was born in 1823, it was no surprise that he honored his former teacher, the known scholar, Hassam Seifer, to perform the bris. But unfortunately, the bris had to be postponed. Why? Because of the weak health of the baby. Well, it wasn't until several weeks later, it was announced that it would take place on... On Mishan Echnas Adar, No, not on Adar, on Purim. That's why it's called a Purim secret. Ooh. Well... At the bris, the Hassam Seifer was glowing with happiness, happy and honor. Whether it was the joy of Purim or the happiness for a student or a combination of both. Well, nobody knew. After completing the bris, he dipped his finger into the wine to place it into the baby's mouth. 
he raised his voice and called out very loudly. The Talmud, uh, that is, the Talmud says, Nichnas yayin, yasasod. When the wine goes out and when the wine comes in, secrets come out. Oh no, that's scary. He's gonna get drunk. Well, well can I read the story, Burl? You're almost like Schmokey. Oh, Schmokey's not here this week. I'm taking him over. I thought so. The baby was given an appropriate name for Perm. Baruch Mordechai. Baruch Mordechai, that story sounds familiar. It is? Why? Well, I heard for official stuff to say it with Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs. Oh, that was a long time ago, probably. Which means, blessed be Mordechai from the paragraph that says in the Megillah. Well, the child grew. At an early age, he was already an outstanding character and religious observance. He, he was very firm, however. His ability to understand the Torah was nothing. Zero. Zilch. He didn't seem any different than his age people, kids. But after his bar mitzvah, when he entered a famous Pressburg yeshiva, it was noticeable that he was having major difficulties. Well, in truth, he was very diligent. He would sit. He would be learning day and night. But whenever he was asked to repeat something, he could just sit there, and he all he said was, Nothing. Zero. Well, his sensitive classmates, the classmates liked to make fun of him because he didn't know anything. At least that's what they thought. In reality, well, I'm not giving away the story now. In reality, he did know. Beryl, you read my story. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Sorry. Okay, well. I'm going to have to say it, so okay? So don't get interrupted with me. You mean I shouldn't interrupt you? Right. Well, once when he left his place for a few minutes, they switched the Gemara to another Gemara, and they left it open at the same page number, the same daf, and he came back to the seat. He may believe he didn't notice, but really he did notice, but he... uh it didn't seem like he noticed. When Baruch Mordechai turned 18, the Chassam Sefer's son, known as the Chassam Sefer, advised Baruch Mordechai's parents to send him to the Eretz Yisrael. Perhaps in Eretz Yisrael, his, he would be become Pesporius. He would become a master and scholar. Well, his parents decided to do it. And they hoped it would make him a good match. Baruch Mordechai arrived in Yerushalayim with a letter of recommendation from Rav Sharaga Feldheim, Mashkiach of Pressburg, which says that he is truly pro, uh, from Davins with great kavana, desires to learn, and it's very sincere in his learning. Well, one of the leaders of the Yerushalayim community then was Rav Yeshaya Baradki, Bardaki, uh, well, and he adopted Baruch Mordechai. This row from Yushalayim adopted Baruch Mordechai. And, uh, well, so fine. He was impressed with this young person. But he could not understand how someone who had done nothing but study Torah have so little. When Baruch Mordechai reached 20, the Rav found a good scholar, a simple girl from a good family. But wouldn't mind that her husband was uh, not uh, didn't know much. Several years after the wedding, Baruch Mordechai began to work as a water carrier. He was honest, very honest, and as a result, became very popular. Every Rosh Chodesh, he would deliver water to his regular customers for free. He worried that over the course of the month, water might have spilled, so therefore he did every Rosh Chodesh for free. For more than 40 years, Mordechai, Baruch Mordechai was toiled at his profession was doing his uh, water carrying the whole time in happy spirit with the gratitude of Hashem. He took special satisfaction from serving the many Torah scholars. He considered this a great merit and refused to accept payment from them. It anguished him that the great scholar of Yehuda Leib Diskin refused to take water from him. I cannot allow myself to be served by Baruch Mordechai, he would say, but refused to explain his words. On Purim 1893, at the time of a big meal, 
Hosur Hasidim and notables of the old Yushalayim crowded around. Like every year into the home of Reb Shnur Zalman Radkin of Lublin, the celebrated author of the book Torah Chesed, the atmosphere was especially happy. Even for a Purim celebration, everyone was constantly erupting into life, singing, All of a sudden, Baruch Mordechai called out, and the host in a loud voice, Rebbe, today is 70 years exactly since my wrist. Everyone smiled. Experience that such an outburst from a simple water carrier could only be a result of all Purim he had bid. If so, respond to Rosh Zalman, you deserve an extra large measure of Lachayim. Immediately, a large tumbler of special strong wine was uh, there, and Baruch Mordechai drank it. It had an effect. He began to sing and dance. The Chacham's reaction was surprising. He looked up at Baruch Mordechai and said over the crowd, it would be nice if you'd stop fooling around already and honored the uh, Torah with some words and Allah uh, and some learning. Hmm. Suddenly, there was silence. Silence, like they're right here on radio station. Uh, I want to make an announcement. No announcements now. Uh, everybody's invited to call in right now for, uh, we want to know what is your dressing up like? You mean, what is everybody dressing up like? Yeah. We want to know what you're dressing up like. Call in 718-683-5858. And uh, Nisim is going to take your call. Um, I don't think he's going to take anybody's call right now. No, why not? He's uh, busy. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, everybody. But make sure you call in anyways. Uh, maybe they could call me in, and then maybe we could put them live. So, everybody, if you want to call in, you can call in... 718-683-5858 and we could put you live um, and uh, if Neeson passes the phone over here I could definitely put them live um, okay huh? uh, well everyone shifted in amused anticipation to the tipsy Baruch Mordechai as he climbed up to stand on the table and began to speak but then all the grins slowly gave way to wide-eyed stares of astonishment as they penetrated their ears. The water carrier was discoursing enthusiastically on scholarly firm topics and saying with learned citations from the Talmud, from the Gemara. If the strong wine hadn't finally taken soul, it seemed that he could have continued indefinitely. Even before the perm was over, the news of the extraordinary scholarship of the water carrier had spread throughout Yushalayim. The community was an uproar. How had they missed such an opportunity? And how did he remain so hidden for so long? A few of the elders of the community recalled the Hassan Seifer's words. And Nechnas Yayin said, wine enters, secrets come out. Yayin spelled Yud Yud Nun has a value of 70, and so does Samach Vav Dalit. So, yeah, and that was the word for secret, and yeah, that was the story. And uh, we are taking your calls right now at 718-683-5858. And if you're not going to call, we're just going to wait for you to call. Um, so please call in at 718-683-5858. Oh, text us, 347-927-8398. Any text? Uh, uh, yes, I got text, and the text is basically related for tomorrow afternoon. Uh, and, uh, we have, oh. uh, we have tonight, and, uh, okay, and just, you know, I know that we, listen, we have listeners on, uh, on here, but sometimes, you know, just waiting anxious to to yeah. hear from you stories uh, right uh, you know uh, okay so anybody I, calling in now you know you could win a free Shia Rubenstein CD Shia Rubenstein was nice enough he dropped off a few of his new CDs and believe it or not he will be coming out with a newer CD this coming uh, sometime next year I believe is what he mentioned to me um yeah and uh, we are looking forward for taking your calls Right here on JRU Radio Kishrani Hour 718-683-5858.
Um, well, if you're not calling in, we're going to go on with another story. Yippee! Oh, come on, Beryl. I, I really love when people call up. Yeah, well, it gets very boring after a while when they call up. Hey, that's not nice, Beryl. Uh, Beryl, um, by the way, what are you being? I told you already, I'm being a beer. But I thought you were being a bumblebee. Oh, no, I'm not being a bumblebee. Did you notice, Beryl? I'm wearing a tie. Yeah, you never wear a tie, and you're not wearing your hat. Oh, that's right, I'm not wearing my hat. I forgot my hat. Yeah, you forgot your hat. I can't believe I forgot that hat. What does your hat say anyways? Well, it says KHP. KHP? What does it stand for? Well, KHP stands for Kishroni Hour Presentation. Oh, what is that? Well, uh, you know, there's something called graphics. Graphics is a thing that you work on a computer and, you you know, it's sometimes uh, some ability that you're able to play around and make some good graphics. Oh, that sounds interesting. But Moshe, can you continue with the story? Oh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go to the next story. <laughs> There's no text for me, no text, uh, no callers for me. So, on with our next story. You know, Moshe, it's already seven twenty-eight. No, I did not notice it was seven twenty-eight, and I did and notice this will be the last show before Purim. And uh, this will be the last show before Purim, and until April fourth, because. After Purim, a week after Purim, I won't be here because I have a wedding. But there will be a great... You're getting ready? You're getting... I'm not getting, getting married? married. No, my no. brother-in-law oh. is getting married in Bez Hashem two weeks. I am Mabu. very excited. And uh, yeah, so therefore, it's out-of-town wedding. So <laughs> unfortunately, I cannot come in. Because... You know what? This reminds me that I also... Oh, you here. had a wedding one day? Oh, what's what the date? Uh... I don't remember it. I don't know the yeah, Hebrew or English. English. Yeah, the twenty eighth. Yeah, okay. I have the same. I have a wedding out town also. Oh, you have a wedding then also. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So great. So we're both be out of here. So you know what, guys? Whoever is going to be listening on my show on uh, I Thursday. guess Thursday. Um, a week after Purim. You know, Nisa, maybe I could come in Purim night. <laughs> no problem. You, you know, know what? I will let you ask. Kids that want to collect for J-Root Radio and get uh, a nice prices uh, from us, if they can go up, just give, give, we will give them the, the push care, we'll give them the papers and all this stuff. Can text us, and this will be Three, great. 347-927-8398. Or you can call in to find out more info, 718-683-5858. But the best way is to text us, 347-927-8398. Right. Call us, uh, text us, and we will just respond immediately if you are uh, as the guts and, and uh, you know, and the, you know, the cheshek, the cheshek, the, 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 is to... The cheshek? yeah. Classic, yeah, all right, yeah, you're yeah. becoming yeshiva, yeshiva, okay, yeah, just... You're becoming more religious. <laughs> you're coming, bringing, bringing, uh, this, we'll give you the pushka, we'll give you the papers, you know? with all that come out. With all the rabbi, you, we really you know, need uh, last, penny. You know, last week, uh, I was a little bit, you know, I got to say this, unfortunately, on the air, I'm going to say this on the air, though. Last week, I was a little bit uh, mishuka. I was, uh, you know, I really overdid it. Um, guys, I was not drunk, uh, but I was very happy because Purim time is very happy occasion. And, uh, we, we are hoping, as Yidden, as from Yidden, we're all hoping that that everybody uh, enjoys a perm, of course, and that all bad decrees, just like the Megillah, all bad decrees become good. So therefore, I'm always so happy on Rish and Akhnasad And of course, there's a time of, of year when you're sad. That, that's going to be later on in the year. I'm going to discuss that in, uh, right before the summer. And hopefully right before the summer, we are going to talk to a doctor. So, yeah. This is going to be some good shows. And we do have Shlomi Dax coming in in a few weeks. Bezat Hashem Yisbarach. And we have maybe Yosef Chaimbloch. And we have maybe a uh, a person who was very good at violin guy. Makes violins. I'm going to have to interview him. And he's going to be on Bez Hashem in a few, also in a few weeks. Um, and all those will be taking place. And of course, we're going to have Truly Earp, the, the show guy, the person who does the game show. Um, we're going to have him as Hashem after Pesach, so we do have exciting shows for you coming this year still. So you're gonna have to all stay tuned. Um, but as of now, 
We're gonna continue this story. Is follow Zadie's perm play? Huh? What's the matter, Burl? Did I say something wrong? No. You just made fun of the Spolazeda. I just made fun of the Spolazeda. Why? You said he had a perm play. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Barrel. He. Barrel, how can I explain this? The title of the story is called The Spolazeda's Perm Play. Oh, okay. Got it now? Yeah. Okay. Well, Barrel, did you bring anybody along today? Yeah. Who did you bring? I bought Schmerl. Schmerl? Schmerl's not supposed to be here. I left him at home. Oh, but I bought him in my bag. <laughs> oh, Beryl. He can't fit in your bag. You know what? Moshe, how did you bring me? Oh, how did I bring you? I, I bought you in my bag. You see? You couldn't fit somebody in your bag. <laughs> All right. Well, Schmerl, how are you doing? I'm good. Good? Just good? Uh, Schmerl, you know... What are you being for perm? I'm being a beehive. A beehive? <laughs> oh my goodness. Schmerl, are you feeling okay? A beehive? Yeah, I'm gonna have all the bees buzzing around me. Oh, Schmerl. I don't know how. You know what, Schmerl? Don't come near me after uh, before perm because I do not want to get stung by a bee. Well, you do have a beekeeper. Oh, yeah? Who's that? I'm gonna give you a sequence. Okay, fine. Don't give away secrets. I also know a B. You do? Oh, I sure hope you know the letter B. No, I know a B. You know a B? Who's gonna be? I mean, who's gonna be a B on perm? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. It's not Barrel. No, because Barrel is the beehiver. No, I'm gonna be a beekeeper. Oh, right. I'm sorry. A beekeeper. And Schmerl, you're going to be a... Well, I'm going to be a bee, guys. And who's going to be the bee? Schmokey said he wants to be a bee. Uh, well, good luck to Schmokey. He's right now flying high at home. Yes, he's having a good time there. He's listening to your show. He really is? He's listening to my show? I can't believe it. Schmokey, you're really listening to my show. My goodness, I'm going to be so happy. Shmokey. You have one listeners. Whoa. <laughs> hey, one, that's right. I have one listener. Unbelievable. Wow. I actually, no, I actually do have thousands of listeners. And I actually have right now on Facebook, I'm, I have a, can I know how I have three watching with me. Um, and besides also the J-Root. And also on J-Root, I have, how many do I have there? Secret. It's a very big secret because yeah. I'm, a, I'm afraid to say the amount. But yes, uh, Kindleach, my shows, these shows that you're hearing tonight on my Facebook page, you can call on, uh, of course, uh, my, uh, I do have a, I, I do put my shows on Pirche Hotline. And, you know, the Pirche Hotline, I want to tell you something. No, you can't tell anything to anybody right now. You got to discuss the problems in this parent play. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, Shmurl. Right away. Well, so I'll say it right now. Okay, so continue. Beryl, you sleeping? <laughs> oh, Beryl, Beryl, you're snoring on the mic. Uh, wake up. Wake up, Beryl. Beryl, wake up. <gasps> you're listening to the story? Yeah, I'm listening to the story. Okay, well, by the way, so you can listen to my shows, my old shows, 718-663-0212, press 6, then 4. I update it twice a month, okay? For those who are listening, twice a month. Twice a month, you update it. That's right. Twice a month, I update it. Well, once there was a kid named Mendel, and he came to a tzaddik of Arya Labo Shpola. Oh, where was Spola? I don't know where that was. Well, he was asking for help. At a glance, the Rebbe could see that he was terribly upset. Rebbe, I don't know what to do, the man said. A year ago, I left my home in Romania to come to Russia together with my wife and family. We hope to get a start in life, but we've had no luck. 
In addition to all the expenses of moving, which I don't know how to all pay, I have now received papers demanding that I appear in court on charges of stealing money from the government. Believe me, Rebbe, I never touched a penny that wasn't mine in my whole life. I don't know what it's all about, Rebbe. What am I to do? Don't be worried, said Ariel. Tell me, where is the going to take place the court? Here in Russia, Mental replied. They wanted to take me back to Romania, but the Russian government protected me. Good. It's best to be on your own ground. Is there a date for the court? Yes, it's scheduled for this is this date. Have it changed, the Rebbe said. Do everything in your power to make sure the trial takes place on Purim. Do you have any lawyer? No, Rebbe, not yet. The Rebbe paused for a moment and then said, Mendel. I'll make you a deal. I know a certain girl who's going to get married soon. The poor girl is an orphan. No father. No mother. I'm trying to do what I can. She still needs 300 rubles. If you get me the money for her, I will get you a good lawyer. Well, Mendel was so happy. 300 rubles was a lot of money. But Mendel immediately handed the sum. Filled with good hope, he turned to go. Wait, Mendel. How will you know who your lawyer is, said the Rebbe. Mendel gazed at the Rebbe without speaking. Listen, don't worry. He will meet you in the courtroom on Purim Day. You'll be able to recognize him by his white hat and red gloves. Is that a good enough sign? Mendel smiled gratefully. Thank you, Rebbe. Mendel returned home, and he immediately began carrying out the Rebbe's instructions. He began going to all court, filing papers, and speaking to officials in order to have the date changed. After he first met with no success, refusing to take no for an answer, kept trying until he succeeded. The trial was set for Purim Day. Well, shortly before the trial, Mendel sent a letter to the Rebbe and closed more money to the, being distributed to needy. Finally, the day of the trial arrived. In the Shpalazade Shul, everyone was in an excited mood for Purim. Following his yearly custom, Rev. Ariolet prepared to make his Purim play. He gave instructions to his students and to the people of the town who would be the actors, but no one really knew what the play was about. One of the town's, townspeople was instructed to play the part of a Yid named Mendel. Another was Mendel's old friend, who turned against him and was in fact the chief witness for the prosecution. The judge was to be played by the rabbi of the town. The prosecutor, who was trying to prove Mendel's guilt, was told to cover his face with black paint, the Spolizade himself dressed up as Mendel's lawyer. He put a white scarf around his first rainbow, wore red gloves. The trial began. First, the chief justice read the charges. Then the prosecutor with black face tried to tell the court what a terrible person Mendel was, a hardened criminal and thief. However, all the townspeople watching the play kept interrupting him and laughing at everything he said. Next, Mendel's former friend took the stand. He told the court that the true reason Mendel had been moved to Russia was in order to run away from the law. He had found the chest of golden coins belonging to the government, and now he was trying to make off with the money. Then two witnesses on Mendel's side were called to take the stand. They testified just the opposite. They told the court how they had seen their friend demanding a huge sum of money from Mendel. When Mendel refused to give the money, the, the friend threatened to make trouble. Finally, his fellow dressed up as Mendel's lawyer, made his speech. He showed the whole case was based on a lie made up of, by this wicked person, by this friend. He proved that there was never a chest of gold. And even if there had been one, Mendel had found it. The Romanian government could not legally claim a penny. Everyone was spellbound and hung on his every word. Well, at last came the verdict from the judge. Remember, boys and girls and the people who are watching, this is all a play. The judge, who was the rabbi of the town, declared Mendel innocent. Mendel's wicked friend was reproached and sent off in shame. The prosecutor with the black face was grabbed and pushed out of court and told to go wash his face. Then the spiel Zadia and all the followers sat down to their poor meal. In the middle of rejoicing, a message from the real Mendel arrived. The trial went well. He was free. He would return to spill at once. A few days later, Mendel showed up and told everyone about the trial and his wonderful lawyer. People opened their eyes. It was exactly what happened in the spiel Zadia's poor play. Mendel could not wait to see the tzaddik. Thank you, Rebbe, he said. You sent an amazing lawyer. Everyone says they had never heard anyone like him before. 
Most important of all, here I am free. You saved my life. I'm so glad you hear it, said the Rebbe. Do you by any day know who that lawyer was? No, Rebbe. I'll tell you. He was the holy malach from Hashem, created from the tzedakah you gave. If you are lucky, you're going to see him, may see him again after 120 years, when you're going to be summoned to Hashem's court. And, yeah. So, Kindalach, that was an unbelievable story about the Rebbe's uh, Purim play. And, uh, you know, sometimes a Purim play uh, of what a tzaddik can make could make a Rosham in court. Making a, a tzaddik making a play could make a uh, uh, significantly uh, thing in court. Um. Anyways, need some any callers? No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. So, boys and girls, you're still able to call if you're listening. And uh, if you are listening right here on my uh, Facebook page, please uh, let your kids call 718-683-5858 or text in 347-927-8398. And, uh, yeah. If you want to participate with the CD raffle, uh, you just text us. CD raffle, that's right. Yeah. And, um, you know, tonight, Gedalia. You know, I keep on forgetting. Gedalia is going to be on 8 o'clock tonight. And 9 o'clock. 9, nine o'clock tonight. I have it down for 8 o'clock. He, he wrote it down on Facebook for 8 o'clock. But I have it down for... Uh, uh, eight o'clock. So, anyways, I keep on saying eight o'clock, but really it's nine o'clock. But it doesn't make a difference, does it? Um. Anyways, we're gonna tell a story about a grogger. <gasps> a grogger. That's right. A, a grogger. I know the story. Oh yeah. What's the story? The story is like this. There was one time a grogger and a man of noise. No, oh, come on. <laughs> Barrel. <laughs> Barrel. You know what? That 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 was funny. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, um, Beryl, you know, Beryl, it was funny. It was really, really funny, and uh, I think it was a good joke, Beryl. But that's not what the story is about. The story is not about a grogger, probably. Let's find out what the story is about, shall we? Okay, let's do it. Okay, well. Gragor, a perm story. Since this poor, this story is about a Gragor, it's of course a perm story. One Purim many, many years ago, a small little town of Vardik in Russia. Everyone was very sad and worried. Instead of looking forward to the holiday, to the Yom Tov Purim, they were afraid that the entire community would be killed. But, by the way, uh, you know, Right now in New York, unfortunately, I'm going to say it right now on the air. Uh, in New York, we do have a, a issue that the uh, yeshivas, you know, Kindlech, your tefillahs are badly needed. A lot of yeshivas now, the Board of Education Commissioner, uh, who uh, I'm not, I can't even mention the name. Uh, I'm just going to mention her as Haman. Uh, she wants to uh, do some terrible gazeras, and you know, Kindalach, your tefillahs can uproot that gazeras just like by Mordechai Hatzadik. So, Kindalach, Purim is an excellent time for, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, Purim is like Yom Kippur. As you can hear him, Kippur, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is like Purim in a way of tefillah. So, Purim also is a way of tefillah. And your tefillahs are accepted immensely on Purim. So therefore, I'm asking everyone to daven for uh, the whole Klai Yisrael and for all the sick people. And Bez Hashem, we should only hear good news. Um, anyways, back to the story. It almost seemed like the times of the first Purim. That's how great the danger was. Well, the son of the great parable, Tsar, had gone hunting in the woods with a group of friends. What type of friends? I don't know. I wasn't there, Beryl. Uh, was it a good friend? I don't know, Schmeryl. I wasn't there. Oh, I think they were bad friends. Well, maybe they were bad friends. I don't know. I wasn't there. And, uh, Beryl, by the way, I like your hat. What hat? You are wearing the KHP hat. I, I, I don't believe this, Beryl. I, I mean, how did you get that hat? I stole it from you. 
you didn't steal it from me. You now are trying to be me because you usually wear this part of tie that I'm wearing. Oh, we do have a caller. Oh, maybe. All right. What are you going to be dressed up like? All right. We do have a caller, and we're going to interrupt the story for this enormous I'm here. I'm here. All right. What do you want to say? What are you going to dress up like? Um, I don't know. You don't know I what you're going to dress up like? Uh, are you going to dress up like a... Uh, Do you hear me? A grogger? Is that a... Is that a why are you just going to go Are you going to dress up like Beryl? I can't even mention the name. Uh, I'm just going to mention Beryl. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nisan, you got to put him. Uh, he has the radio too loud. Um, sorry, sorry, uh, Mr. Kohler. I, I don't even hear your name, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, well, I'm going to continue here. I'm going to continue here. And uh, until Neeson tells me when we have a caller. Well, the son of a great powerful czar had gone hunting in the woods with a group of friends. And by the way, kids, if you call in, you could be into a raffle with uh, nice prizes. So you can call in right now, 718-683-5858. Just one important announcement. When you call up to the station, please go to a quiet room. I know you love to hear yourself. You'll anyways hear yourself because we're on like literally three minutes afterwards. So... You know, right now when you're hearing me on the on the phone, it's gonna be very confusing, uh, very confusing for me. So, therefore, when you call when you call in, make sure you go to a quiet area. Anyways, all the people were excited to have this distinguished visitor and dismissed. They gave him the finest room in the local inn, the finest food and delicious cake. It's the same color, isn't it, Nisim? <laughs> Um, okay, uh, young man, I'm suggesting you to go to your uh, quiet area to a uh, place that's not so noisy because, you know, we would love to hear from you, but we unfortunately can't hear with all the noise in the background. And, it's, you know, we we would love to hear from you. So please call back when you're in a quiet area. Thank you. Well, all the people were excited to have distinguished visitor in their midst. They gave him the finest room. And the local inn, the finest food and delicious cakes. All right, we do have a caller. Um, okay, interruption of the story again. All right, all right. What's your first and last name? Temple Schmemple. Brando Schmemple. That's very beautiful. What are you gonna be dressed up like for perm? On perm? Well, I usually wanna like to be myself, and I you tell like everybody to be yourself that as myself, a model. You know what? You know, on perm, I also love to be myself. Unfortunately, on perm, I'm uh, usually myself, but... Uh, well, so, well, somebody told me this year that that I, c I should just get a pair of dark glasses, stick it in my pocket, and you know, and get a little ID card that's, that says, like, some random number, pin number, and I should be undercover agent, that's if anybody asks. You know what? That's an excellent idea. And uh, I believe Nisim loves that idea very much. <laughs> I and think also, what you, you said about about Tefillah. Yeah, go ahead. What? What you said about Tefillah of Hashem about the Yeshiva crisis? Yeah. On time of Seth, especially, we say Kavi Kavi Lama Zaptani. Thanks for the addition. Well, the capital. So uh, at least you should uh, have in mind over there, like Omar Ben used to say, if you have your biggest wish on time of Seth, they used to say, you could, you could, they, they used to say. If anybody has a tillum, I'm stopping now, class, for five minutes. Anybody who has a tillum, I have a couple of tillums. You can pass them around. So you say capital half days, KDK Lamas of Tony, when you say the capital, have in mind what, what your biggest wish is. Wow, thank you so much for that. All right. You know, I have an idea. Do you want to be a junior reporter? Why well, is it a good idea? You sound very, very unsure and knows what you're doing. What do you say, huh? You want to be a junior reporter? For what? Well, my show, Kishrani Hour, we used to be, I'm not sure if you remember him, Yosef Light Bornstein used to run the show. Right, yeah. Yeah, you remember that. Right, so we are looking for junior reporters, and, you know, I'm thinking maybe you could be a good one because 
you just gave good reports just now, so. And hmm. you I gotta mean, think I could about be, that. I don't mind. You, you gotta think about that. All right. Continue. Continue listening to the show. Okay. Have an enjoyable perm. Thank you. Right. All right. Bye bye. Anyways, back to the story. The son of the great powerful czar had gone hunting in the woods with a group of friends. They had lost their way and by chance arrived in the town of Vardik. All the people were excited. They were all excited to have this person, the czar. They brought several doctors with them who immediately began to examine the prince. Each one tried to cure him, but nobody was able to cure him. The prince was moaning and groaning. His face was flushed and he was burning with high fever. Most of the time he slept. And then one of the ministers said that it was the fault of the Jews that the prince was sick because they gave him bad food. Well, of course, this was very ridiculous. Uh, accusation like that, but everyone was so worried about the sickness. And they believe, unfortunately, many times in history, when there is many times of trouble, there's evil people place the blame on innocent Yidden. And the Yidden of Arctic were very frightened for they knew that their lives might be in danger. On the day before Purim, two notices were put on trees. They said that if the prince did not recover, all the Yidden would be held responsible. Also, since the prince was very weak, everyone had to be very quiet. But the Megillah had to be read. The Yidden gathered silently in the little shul, right near the inn where the prince lay ill. Everyone in shul was told to sit absolutely still. The Rebbe would read, each, uh, read in a soft voice. The children had to be told to leave their graggers at home for the notice had requested silence. The father looked at the very serious, and they all looked very sad. The mothers in the women's section were crying. There was no feeling of Purim in there. That was for sure. Suddenly, there was an awful noise. The name of Haman had to be read. Farrell, <laughs> uh, I'm in the middle of reading a story. You can't bang on the table. Sorry, you said the name Haman. I just got excited. Well, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta say the, I gotta say the name again, okay? Because that's a moment story. The name of Haman, Shmerel, Shmerel. This is not the time to bang. I, I have a few more minutes, and I gotta finish the story, okay? And Lil Yaakov was swinging his grager with all his might, happily with a big smile. Everyone became scared. The Rebbe continued reading. People were shaking their heads. They made signs to Yaakov. That he had to be quiet. One man wanted to take the Gregor away, but Yaakov wouldn't let him. Everyone was afraid that Yaakov would scream and make a lot of noise. So, they allowed him to keep it. No one could tell him to stop using the Gregor. They were hoping that Yaakov would understand and put the Gregor away. The windows to the prince's room were open to lens for fresh air. Gathered around his bed, the ministers, the doctors, there were total silence in the room. The prince was pale and weak. He had no strength. His eyes were closed, and he seemed not even to be breathing. What was that? Who dared to break the rule of silence? All people in the room ran to the window. The next moment they jumped in fright for they heard a voice behind them asking for some order. There was the prince sitting up in bed, wide awake. What a jolly noise! What a nice noise! What is it? Please bring me some water. I have never been so thirsty in my own life. Hurry, please! I feel so dry. The noise of the grager woke up the prince. In a few days he was very well. And the whole company returned in peace to the palace. The Yidden in the town were saved. And they had the happiest Purim day you could ever imagine. So, Kindleach. Yeah? Beryl, you read the last line. Yaakov was the hero of the day. People hugged him and kissed him. They gave him so much Nasharai that he had enough to eat till Pesach. My, my, my. But I hope it wasn't Nasharai that he had enough to eat, right? Right. Because... If he ate too much now, she's going to have a bellyache. Right. <laughs> if he has a bellyache, what's going to happen if he has a bellyache? Oh. And a dentist also problem. <laughs> right. The, de <laughs> the dentist. You know, I I, I happened to bring Shalachmonas to Nisim today. Did you know that, Farrell? Yeah, it was from me also. And Shmerl, did you know that? Yeah, Shmelky's the one who made it. Oh, that's why there was a lot of dash in that. Oh, Shmelky, good job, Shmelks. Yeah, Shmelsky did a wonderful job putting so much nash. So can you believe it, boys and girls? Just by shaking a gragi, you know, kids, I was thinking about this. And, you know, one day we have to record all the...
and send it to the Board of Education of New York and tell them, you see all this noise? We kids, this is our Torah learning. This noise over here, what you hear with the groggers, what you hear with the banging, that's how our Torah learning sounds. Yeah. Um, anyways, Nisim, you want to say something? Just keep the groggers. Just keep the groggers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Kindleh, Torah is, uh, is a lot of times, you know, it's a, it's a lot of stuff to do on Purim. It's a big day. You know, people go collecting. It's a mitzvah to give. It's a mitzvah to go collecting, you know. Unfortunately, not so many. Uh, a lot of parents do go to work. So, you know, so sometimes when your parent is going to tell you on perm, uh, you know, you can't go with this group or you can't. Don't be upset. You know why? Because your mother and father, they were once kids. And they know from experience that sometimes certain groups are not for you or yeah, and the, the best idea right now to do, you could text in 347-927-8398 and ask what you could do for J-Root Radio on Perm. Because you know why? In order to continue my program, uh, I'm, uh, my Kishwani Hour, I mean, I do, I'm, I am hoping to expand in other areas, but we're not going to have the name Kishwani Hour, and we're going to have the name probably Talent Show. But just remember, boys and girls, uh, you know, just remember, go collecting for uh, Kishwani Hour. And, uh, you know, we uh, we really do need the money. And, and uh, nice prices will be. Nice prices. People do. And, and of course, if you have extra chametz, Eishel Shabbat is collecting. Yes. Oh, this I want. Yeah. I wanted to mention it. Yes. Eishel Shabbat. Shabbat is collecting all the chametz. So after Purim, if you have no clue what to do with all that bread, all that chametz, all that shalachmanis, bring it to Eishel Shabbat. They distribute it to people who need it. Um, and they're located right next to 1002 Quentin Road. You can't miss it. Anyways, well, this is the Kishwani Hour. I'm Moshe Grunfeld right here on J-Root Radio. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and the riddle is... When does the Torah permit bringing the bread offering? And the answer will be in the next show. Sponsorship and advertisement is available on my show, 347-927-3279. This has been the Kishwani Hour official sector. Follows me, Simcha. Uh, the, 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 the concert at 9 o'clock. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to the concert. And just we welcome uh, any boys uh, to come here. Yeah, uh, everybody. I know that everybody didn't say there, but uh, a lot Stay of Stay tuned. And Stay tuned. good luck. Have a wonderful shop.